Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. Welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got the next chapter in our Kids on Brooms adventure. We have just played a riveting game of chess. Yeah, it was good, actually. I Not that I would know exactly how to play chess, so it lasted longer than I thought it would. But we have played it before. Yeah, I know, but I, that was a long time ago. Because I was trying to remember <laughs> if we had or not, because we talked about all the different types of chess boards that we would like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it just takes a bit of time to get into chess is quite a complicated one if you get into it it is absolutely anyway as usual business first we've got a new listening territory it is taiwan so i'm gonna say ni hao to taiwan well that's it (laughs) (laughs) all right okay brilliant great business there right well without any further ado here is kids on brooms chapter eight balls to monday enjoy bye are you sitting comfortably then i'll begin Previously on Kids on Brooms. You see Monty Blackfriar in one of the beds. I insist that you stay here for at least today. You know that broken window? I was trying to fix it and I put my bloody back out, didn't I? Who will be down in the basement guarding various suspicious doorways if I'm stuck here in the hospital wing? Did anyone ask where Miss Merriweather went? Well, we've got our suspicions about Miss Merriweather. Mm. So I reckon we go for door seven and you have to like, I don't know, point to a certain location for it to open. So you've got this door, there is a map of the UK, there's also a little pin that you can take out and stick wherever you wish. Let's put the pin in, we'll try Milton Keynes, probably felt this one. You push the door, it remains locked. I wonder if, yeah, Charlie's room has just like, I don't know, staff records maybe? The door is extra tall and it's blocked by blue and white stripy show jumping poles. You all (laughs) successfully have managed to vault over them. Inside, there's a folder of staff records. Let's at least see where Miss Merriweather lives. She originally hails from Meerworth in Kent. I've just mm. always wanted to know, can we find out where Irish Jumanji's from? Ooh, Atlantis. You put the pin in Meerworth, Kent. The door clicks open. Ooh. It opens into a corridor that slopes down and twists until you get to a place where you can see lots of like, sort like the the ceiling above is all like soily and rooty and you think that you must be underneath the magical labyrinth in the school ground. Sure enough, you hear a voice that says, Find me! Find me! Closer! Closer! However, the corridor just seems to end in an empty room. What can you see? Darkness! Eat our way through door five. Yeah, let's see the cake door. You get to door number five and find that it is made of delicious looking sponge cake. There's layers of jam and cream and it smells very delicious. Inside is Canteen Hatch's recipe for sparkle fudge. Lots of the staff love my sparkle fudge. It's useful for persuading them whenever you need something. What about the divination door then? There's a, you know, a little shelf with a crystal ball set on it. You stare deeply into the crystal ball. What do you see? I see Badis Red Heart standing there and she's about to tell me exactly how to get through her door. You see her mouth moving, but it's not an auditory crystal ball, so you can't hear what she says. I thought of a door we could try, but we'll need to go back into Charlie's room. Could try the history door. I reckon that will be Mr. Snodgrass's birthday. Well, you turn the dials to 1709-1908, and the 
door clicks open. One wall of the room is completely covered in dials and cogs. There's seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. A notice tacked onto the wall reads, all time travel must be logged with the Wizarding Council. The library is intriguing me. I'm going to pull the little brown book on the, the, the first shelf. As soon as Xavier pulls the book off the shelf, he vanishes. With a poof, you appear about six feet off the ground, out on in the flying grounds, and just poof, and land on the grass with a smack. All of the Aberforth kids and staff are there. We've got to head back to Scotland now. All the serpents nationwide have all been collected and taken away for study. Turns out that one that destroyed the roof of our serpent ball arena back home might have been suffering the same thing as yours were. I reckon we need to ask the librarian what her favourite book is. Cynthia Whipshaft stands up and she bangs her knife on the edge of her goblet for attention. As you know, the welcome back ball is coming up. My parents have generously offered to host it and you're all required to come. You have just heard the announcement that Cynthia Whipshaft will be hosting this year's Welcome Ball. How do you feel about that? Very grumpy. Why? She's just trying to get attention and she's using her wealthy parents to do it. I hate balls. Lots of opportunities for chaos though, surely. Yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of pressure. Oh, you're gonna have to put a tie on. Exactly, you have to dress up. Yeah, not not for me. I'm impressed. I don't quite have the beef with Cynthia that you do, but I don't really like her. I think she's a bit off herself. Maybe we could all take those vomiting sweeps and get ourselves matron flubbered. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but not too flubbered, because then we need we still need to. Oh, but get everyone's back away down. at the ball. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. It is. But we have to be able to escape from matron flubber yeah. if we're too sick. She True. won't go to sleep. Yeah. We need to show our face and then, like, yeah, have some way of getting out of it. The Welcome Ball is obviously a yearly event, so do you guys have any memories of previous balls? There was last year's ball where suspicions were abound as to who the culprit was, but something went in the drinks that made a lot of people cough and sneeze and generally become quite disgusting for the ball. Had to be closed early. I said, no culprit was found, Xavier West, but there were suspicions. I don't know what you mean, can't prove anything. Yeah, it's just, what's the face Whipshaft does this every year is the problem. It's just, it's always her and her but, Like it's a big surprise. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah again. exactly. She's always just, yeah, makes a big deal about it. I may have broken a vase in my first year. Whoops. Yeah. Broken a vase? I thought you said broken your vows. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about these vows. <laughs> enthusiastic spinning and it was a stupid vase. Um, Nobody can prove it Did me. you have to like stick it back together or just like hide it in a cupboard? Shoved it behind a curtain. It's not the magical way of doing things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the panicked first year way of doing things. Grace, do you have any fond memories of balls? I've only been to one and I had a premonition that everyone was going to get sick so I didn't eat or drink anything. So I was really hungry. <laughs> I just stood in the corner. <laughs> That sounds like a standard grace behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> I have, didn't have any friends at the time. <laughs> well, after this revelation, obviously dinner finishes up and everyone just starts to filter out, excitedly discussing their plans for tomorrow. So it's Sunday evening, dinner's just gone, you've just had this announcement. What are you going to do? What do you do? We are going to sparkle fudge. As in make some? Make some, <laughs> yes. 
steal some. <laughs> All the stuff is in Canteen Hatch's room, right? Perhaps we could go back down there through that hole that what we may or may not have made in the ceiling of Ms. Merriweather's room. Ooh, true. And see if we could just make it in Hatch's room. No one would find it. Fair do. So you're going to head outside to the hole because it comes up in the maze, the labyrinth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can we fly over the labyrinth? You can do. Yes, we should bring yeah, our brooms. Should, yeah. Take our brooms. <laughs> Take your brooms. Going down. Okay, can you each test your... I guess let's go flight. Three. Oh, hang on. Can I cash an university token to re-roll? Oh, for goodness oh, sake. Okay. And another one. Five enough. <laughs> it wasn't going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it four enough? <laughs> okay, wait, what numbers did we all end up with? Four. Ten. Three. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my broom, Weasel's Whisk, is unassuming. I could spend two uh, what's it tokens not to be seen. Right. Which I have done. Good. Preempting. In that case, Jesse and Xavier, you effortlessly fly into the gloom and over onto the labyrinth. However, Grace, just as you are, uh, you know, getting onto your broom and about to take off, Davina Hattenberg, she's the groundskeeper. She uh, she comes up and sort of spots you. Hey, you're like, lass, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing out? <laughs> what time of night is it? Well, Sarah Flubber appears. It's ten past nine! And is there any kind of curfew? Am I am I allowed to be out technically? Or or is this in breach of the rules? That's a good point. Well, I suppose as long as you don't go off campus, but then, I don't know. Let's say curfew's at 10. That seems like a sensible time yeah, for everyone yeah. to be in their dorms. Okay, I am practicing my flying because I have decided to try out for the, oh, we don't use brooms for serpent war. I have decided to practice my flying. Plus all the serpents have been confiscated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we so have now... a flying squad. We have a flying squad. <laughs> Davina looks at you and sort of a can't help hiding a grin. A She's premonition. like, are you sure about that, love? <laughs> I've had a premonition that we're going to win this year and I'm going to be part of our winning team. Can you test your charm, please? I can indeed. <laughs> With my D6. You actually have a plus one for charm, but I can't prove it. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> Alright, all right then, but just make sure you're back inside by 10. I will. I will be inside by 10. <laughs> Alright, have a good night now. Ta-ra, pet. <laughs> There you go. So you you get in. I'm not going to bother describing. You go through the hole. You're into the downstairs vaulty bits. Are you going straight for Canteen Hatch's room? Well, maybe if one of us goes to that room, as we've got our brooms, we can go to the flying room as well. True. Okay. Yeah. So you the, the hole in the ceiling, you are going to jump yeah. up, fly up there. Doesn't need a test. You fly your brooms up through the hole and discover what can only be described as a love nest with a futon, a lava lamp, a framed picture of Barnaby Spud and Roland Moonshine. So this is their secret little love. This There's nothing useful to find in here, but what's one interesting thing that you each spot? <laughs> there are three colours of lava in the lava lamp, and it is... Oh, you know what that means? Hey, hey, lads, right? <laughs> it is a very pretty, very big lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stop looking at me like that. Grace, what do you spot in this... Um, love nest. I spot a little jewellery box and I think I know what's going to happen. At some point there'll be a magical moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Xavier? There is the tandem equivalent of a broom. (laughs) (laughs) So that you can, you know, have two people flying on one broom very comfortably. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) But yeah, unfortunately, that's all there is to... uh, It's a little bit of behind-the-scenes knowledge Mm. there. (laughs) Let's leave. (laughs) Don't touch anything. (laughs) (laughs) To the cake door. Yeah, cool. Well, you're in the cake door. It's the same. There's Canteen Hatch's recipe book. There's kitchen supplies and stuff generally about the place. Let's do it. Let's make some sparkle fudge. Okay. I think sparkle fudge... It's going to be probably brains, isn't it? I shall take a cheerleading role in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and just hold stuff. <laughs> you can do like oh, the no. beating or the whisking. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> what, brains? Yeah. Come on, 20. Grace, you're in charge. Fifteen? <laughs> Fif- yeah, you know, you now have, you are armed with sparkle fudge. That's good. I mean, well done, everyone. Round of applause. We'll say, I tell you what, one batch of sparkle fudge gives you like one chunk. So you've each got a piece of sparkle fudge to do Got with you. as you please. Okay. okay, you are armed with sparkle fudge. Lovely. Anything else you desperately need to do tonight? Or is it bedtime? Well, it depends on these books. Oh no, we were just going to bribe the librarian. We're just going to bribe the librarian. Mm-hmm. If we, like, keep, if they do just pop you out anywhere, like, night would be the best time to do that. <laughs> True. <laughs> Rather than just appear all over. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. Can I just <laughs> see if we can feel a door where it says creepy death basement? And just open it. No. Okay. I mean, yes, you can see, but no, you can't feel anything. There is, is, as far as you can tell, it is just a wall with creepy death basement written on it. Mm. Mm. So we've got to get in, what's that one? I think we thought that might be transformation. I'm sure that, well, numerology. Yeah, let's go into numerology. Oh, yeah. Is that the Sudoku? Yep. Can you describe to your friends how you solved the Sudoku situation? I can't do it on the spot, so I took a picture of it before we left last time, and I stayed up all night trying to solve it because maths maths is okay but it's not massively quick for me and yeah so i have the solution in my pocket on a scrap of paper well you put all the numbers correctly in the sudoku grid and the door clicks open hooray at first it seems to be a bit of a waste of time there's lots of boring numerology lesson plans and Mm -hmm. notes and you know like all those old ohp projector sheets and stuff that someone would just probably shine a Lumos through. (laughs) You know, all that sort of stuff. But can I ask each of you to test your brains, please? Oh, no. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's a three. Unfortunately, none of you spot anything useful. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Numerology room, bust. (laughs) Yeah, you're all too stupid. You just Mm. think, oh, well, lesson plans. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there's any test results, like the end of your exams? If there was, it would only be for numerology, which none of you study. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the exam's office. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, no, fair enough. If you were, all right, if you... Flip the coin. Now we've got the coin. Heads, you find some numerology test thingies that you could potentially use on a numerology student. Nope. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, but no. (laughs) Anything else before bedtime? Did we get into the serpent ball room? I can't remember. I've not ticked it, but that doesn't mean... No, you didn't. We didn't try that one. Well, we happen to have a serpent ball star with us. Indeed. Because it looks like we just have to get the ball into the net. Test your grit. 
Two. Two. Yep. The ball bounces off the wall back into your own face. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> bedtime, isn't it? <laughs> Would anyone else like a go? <laughs> I, mean, this, I mean, this is one you can come back to later if yeah. you wish. It's yeah. grit. No. Let's grit do, for the serpent ball. Let's not do that. No, I, I would have had a go. I lost part when I saw Jesse being hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but neither of you did anything about it. <laughs> Good friends. Yeah. Why didn't you help me? I've lost heart. <laughs> yeah. Give me a tissue to staunch your bleeding. Okay, well, deject it. Well, no, not deject it, because you have got the sparkle fudge. You made the sparkle yeah. fudge, but you head back to your respective rooms to uh, get some sleep. Now the next morning, you all receive the same message on your magical notice boards. Mm. Lesson one today will be a whole school assembly in the main hall. Mm. So you are going to head to the main hall. The whole school filters in and sits in rows. Stephen Peregrine, the defence teacher, and Hetty Prince, the charms teacher, are up on the stage. Now we haven't actually met these before, so let's go for a dice roll. Highest gets to describe. We'll start with Stephen Peregrine. <laughs> Rolling D6, I assume. Oh yeah, sorry, I just <laughs> said dice, didn't I? Oh, okay. Two. One. So, Xavier, Stephen Peregrine, we'll start with the usual age, appearance, and general outlook, please. Stephen Peregrine is actually part Peregrine. Oh, was he a birdman? Birdman, yeah. Cool. So his appearance is, is, well... Let's see what combination are we going to go for. He is one foot that's a talon. (laughs) He is roughly humanoid. He does have wings, but they're generally hidden away under his clothes. It's unknown whether he can fly or not. (laughs) Uh, That's like a big mystery amongst the student body. He's got a bit of a beaky face without actually having a beak, but he's got very kind of bird-like eyes. Very, very sharp. Cool. No messing about. Excellent. How roughly how old can you judge a bird? (laughs) Bird man. (laughs) uh, How old is Birdman? Let's say he is. uh, He's quite young, uh, early 30s. Cool. And if you could sum up his outlook in like one sentence? Meticulous and sharp. Okay, roll again for who gets the honour to describe Hetty Prince, the charmed teacher. Oh, tie break. Damn it. <laughs> oh, Xavier again. Hetty Prince. Hetty Prince. Well, uh... She's half Prince. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds uh, posh. Minor aristocracy. Oh, yeah. We could go for Yeah. Posh. Posh character. Mm. Does that go in Outlook? <laughs> <laughs> well to do. One of the younger teachers, maybe a new one. Sort of yeah. within the last couple of years. Mm. Is qualified as a charms teacher. Oh, how old is she? Mid 20s. And her appearance. She looks like Kate Middleton. Wow. Kate Middleton. Wow. Lovely. Well, there we go. So we've got Hetty Prince and Stephen Peregrine. Mr. Peregrine clears his throat. Now, I'm sure... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> You've all heard about the tragic incident... With Barry Cooper and the serpents. This is a harsh reminder that people and objects aren't always what they seem. In light of this... Professor, <coughs> sorry guys, Professor Pendergast has asked myself and Mrs. Prince to teach you some protective measures. Please split your <coughs> split yourselves into two groups. I'll teach you how to deal with cursed items, and Mrs. Prince <coughs> will teach you an aura sight charm. Choose wisely, for you will only have a chance to learn one of them. 
<laughs> Ooh, what are you going for, guys? What was it? An Aura-sight. aura sight with Mrs. Prince, or how to deal with cursed items with Mr. Peregrine. Cursed items is calling out to me, is it? Yeah, me too. Reckless. Reckless. Take the other one then. Aura sight seems up your right mm. up your street, Grace. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get away from the divination thing. Oh. Well, <laughs> you could do cursed objects with me and Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right. You uh, you're more emotionally attuned to going in there and dealing with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Things cursed. Professor Peregrine leads you to a table with lots of items on it. There's a book. A skull, a small statue, a broomstick, a candle, and a sealed bottle. And a packet of hobnobs. <laughs> and a packet of hobnobs. <laughs> no, a packet of crackers that Stephen Peregrine just keeps <laughs> <laughs> eating. Defending yourselves from curses. <laughs> is a lot easier if you can spot which items carry them. He flicks his wand and the statue splits open, spewing a noxious gas into the air. Peregrine casually waves it away. Each time, I'll randomise which item has the curse. Test your brains, please. And if you succeed, you earn cursed item detection. Oh no. Three. Three. <laughs> which item do you reach for, Xavier? Remind me what the items were. Again. Book, skull, statue, broom, candle, bottle, crackers. Oh, skull. And you reach out for the skull, nothing happens. As you're watching, the book opens and the noxious curse gas ah, sprees out. Damn it. Sorry, Xavier. You've not quite got it yet, you fucking pleb. <laughs> Jesse, your turn. Four. Which item do you reach for? So, book, skull, statue, bottle, crackers. Candle. I'm gonna go bottle. Again, you pick up the bottle and the candle spits out the noxious gas this time. Sorry, Jesse. No, no dice. It is a really tough spell though, guys. Don't be disheartened. Over to Hetty Prince. Hello. <laughs> Every living thing has an energy, simple and ripping. An aura that reflects who they are or their current intents. Now, obviously, skilled practitioners can manipulate this. But if you can train yourself to see these auras, it can give you a big clue as to whether someone is up to no good. I've got some volunteers to help. Gladys Redhat, Roland Moonshine and Miss Merriweather stand in a line. Both Roland Moonshine and Miss Merriweather have bandages around their heads. Test your charm, please. Five plus one. You stare and stare and stare and stare and stare and stare. <laughs> but unfortunately, you cannot discern any aura around either of those three people. Sorry. Mm. Don't be disheartened, dear heart. It's a tricky one. But uh, keep trying. Anyway, that's all the time we have for now. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Peregrine? Sorry, guys. We tried. I know. The session ends and everyone starts filtering off to the next lesson when suddenly a huge boom comes from the kitchens and a huge slop of porridge sloshes out into the main hall. You hear Canteen Hatch yelling, ah, Everyone missed breakfast! <laughs> The teachers rush off to help. What do you guys do? <laughs> Very mind. Grace, you've got a divination right now. So, but porridge explosion. Oh, I, you know what? I don't like divination, so I might stay for the porridge explosion. <laughs> I'm going to try and help clean up by magicians apprenticing some mops and brooms. Nice. I, like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Excellent. Jessie, what are you going to do? <laughs> Well, I don't have any class for the rest of the day, so obviously I'm going to go A, see what's porridge explosion. B, try and eat some because I missed breakfast. 
Yeah, I'm not quite as gifted, um, so we'll not be trying the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, but we'll try and, you know, just like move it like a wave into a big pile and just move the porridge into a pile. Okay, right, so you're going to enchant the brooms, you're going to try and like... And also eat it. Airbender the porridge. <laughs> Save it. Just going to sit there watching yeah. going, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. No, I'm going to use this opportunity to go and see Barnaby Spud. Oh, you're going to see Barnaby Spud. Okay, yeah. I will pause you there let's deal with the porridge first of all right grace yours is going to be grit <coughs> i think this could go well to enchant the broomsticks four a four it's varying degrees you managed to get the brooms and the the i can't get the word shovel out of my mind <laughs> Dustpan and brush, yes, that. You managed to get it to move and scoop up the porridge, but you've got about a 60% porridge spillage <laughs> rate. But you know, Canteen Hatch appreciates the help. Yeah, Jesse. Me and Canteen Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> To manipulate the porridge, it's going to be brawn. I can do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to think. Seven. So it's, you know, it's acceptable. Describe describe how you uh, manipulate the porridge for safety. So the porridge is obviously just all spilling out through the hatch across the hall, so... Um... Through the hatch? Through canteen hatch? <laughs> oh my god, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> You impaled her with porridge. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> through the, the, the window that she serves us through. Through the, ser- through the serving hatch. It is coming. How did you know that's what I call it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to sort of stand on one of the tables because the porridge is using yeah. across the floor and try and kind of conduct it all towards one wall in a big kind of... Very good. Well, Canteen Hatch is so impressed with your help that she comes and she gives each of you, would you believe, a piece of sparkle fudge. Thanks, Canteen Hatch. (laughs) I am really tempted to just try it. (laughs) I really want to try it. Let's nibble the corner. (laughs) This porridge hasn't been on the floor for longer than five seconds, has it? (laughs) I'll just scoop it back in. She does so. With her bare hands. And she's got like one trotter. I'm so mm. glad I've got protein bars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Xavier, you're going to see Barnaby Spud. Yeah. Don't need that. <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you going? I know, but potions is my favourite class and I missed it this morning. So I want to go and find out what we missed to start mm. with. Right, well, you find Barnaby Spud in the potions room. Oh, all right, Xavier. Oh, hi, sir. Sorry I missed class this morning. Nah, that's um, all right. To be honest, whole school assembly. I was glad to just put my feet up for, for a bit. Sure, I'm sure. What yeah. were you uh, planning on doing? What were we supposed to be learning? In potions just now? Yeah. We were learning. <laughs> we were going to be doing... Let me just check my notes there, Xavier. Yeah. My uh, lesson planning, which I do meticulously. Just got to find it now, because the last oh well the last lesson that we had we were learning about sleeping drafts so i was going to test you guys on uh, your mastery of sleeping drafts uh, i see okay makes sense i'll do some reading make sure uh, ready for next lesson okay are, are you all right mate because this is pretty uncharacteristic <laughs> well, are you waiting for me to go in the cupboard so you can like stick something to my back or something no not at all sir not at all sir just trying to be more diligent all right well yeah. grab a textbook it's page 38 thanks <laughs> do you have a favourite potion, sir? Do you have a favourite potion? Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have, you know, it's called snuggle time that me and Ro- the, my friend use to <laughs> just just chill out, really. 
cool. Yeah. Easy to make, is it? It's all right. You need a few personal items. Yeah, why Why do you ask? Oh, no reason, sir. No reason. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll see you around, yeah? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll see. Don't forget, next lesson, then I'll test you on sleeping drafts. Yeah, sounds good. I'll do my reading. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> can you, right, can you, obviously, so the next potions lesson will be the test on sleeping draft. Yeah. Make okay. a note somewhere that you can get a plus two Ooh. bonus to that test yeah. for your diligent studying. Right, so, Grace, I presume, are you going to that thing? What is it now? Divination, yes. Yes, am I late? Um, I'm sure if you explain what you were doing. As you are walking to divination, you find your way blocked by David Hopper, Olivia Wood and Mandy Murray from the Serpent Ball team. You notice that they're all wearing Harrington Harriers merchandise. Okay. Oi, Grace Lyons, we can't believe you killed Barry Cooper. You fucked up Serpent Ball forever. I didn't kill Barry Cooper. <laughs> Gary Cooper! <laughs> Gary Cooper! <laughs> Everyone knows he died two years ago. <laughs> How people can mix those two up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't kill him. Heggers killed him. And we were trying to stop Heggers at the time, so essentially trying to save Barry. All I'm saying, you and your little friends better watch your backs. If we can't play Serpent Ball because of what you did, there'll be trouble. Oh, have you thought about joining the flying squad? Because there's a place open now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I might try that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I'll see you at Good luck. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Off to divination. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> you get there. Glennis <laughs> Red Hat. She's there. Uh, it's time to test your progress on shadow divination. Test your brains, please. Love to. 18. <gasps> That's very good. You may pick one door to the vaults to receive a helpful vision about. Oh, I don't want to waste this. Which one are we least sure on? A vision, like if it's a door you don't know who it belongs to, the vision could reveal who it belongs to, if that's what Ooh. you wish. Which one would be most helpful to know? Pyro's to 12, I reckon. 12. Okay. 12, please. Grace, your eyelids start to stare into the shadows and you see the silhouette of a door. Next, the shadow sort of shifts and what is unmistakably the outline of Hetty Prince is there. You see her lean forward, then she picks up the dice from the floor and rolls it and then the door opens and then the shadow puffs into non-existence. Mm. There you go. After your little vision, you notice Benny Hollows is looking at you. You're walking along, see Benny wearing what looks to be a giant turnip hanging on a string around his neck. Is Benny the one who keeps walking through the fake doors? Benny's this cool idiot. <laughs> yes, he's 16, he's scrawny, gangly, awkward looking, he shuffles and he's like an idiot puppy. Aww. Um, <laughs> Hi Grace, did you have any luck in uh, divination? All I saw was a picture of a bowl of cereal. I can't remember what it meant. Maybe you're going to have cereal at some point. Oh my god, yeah, I do like cereal, so maybe I will have cereal. What if I have cereal tomorrow? Then that'll make sure that it's, oh my god, maybe it's coming true. You're so clever. Anyway, did you hear about the changelings? No. Right? Everyone reckons that's what Barry Cooper was, but literally anyone can be a changeling. How about, you may have noticed my stylish turnip. Yeah. This is an anti-changeling charm.
charm. Do you want one? It is stylish. How how old is this turnip? I've preserved it. Pickle, if you get close enough, you'll smell that it stinks of vinegar. And I soaked the turnip in vinegar for 12 hours because it's not been that long since the whole Barry Cooper thing. And I only just heard about changelings and stuff. But I read on the internet, which is the internet for wizards, that <laughs> turnips can keep changelings away. So that's why I'm wearing it. Okay. Whereabouts on the winternet? Around your neck. No, on the internet. Did you read this? Changelings? Yeah. Google. Okay. Can I? Buzzfeed. Google. <laughs> 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 I do want to just assume that he's a moron and this is rubbish, but have I Who are you talking to? Thing? I'm not a moron! Is that your imaginary friend? Yes. You're having a vision? <laughs> <laughs> Should I get me to flubber? <laughs> you're allergic to vinegar. You're allergic to turnips. Oh my god, are you allergic to me? <laughs> Maybe I'm allergic to turnips. I'll have to pass on getting my own charm. Thank you. Okay, Benny flicks his wand, a door appears and he walks straight into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to be clear, you didn't take a turnip. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Grace, what have you done? Turn the page. Those without turnips die. <laughs> well, there you go. I was going to ask whether I have any knowledge about changelings as a general thing. Don't think so. Okay, so the turnip thing might be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone going to pick up turnip? Does just any root vegetable work? Or? I don't know. You, if you wanted to know, you could have asked Benny Hollows, but he's lying on the floor now. With <laughs> he was. He was just door door to 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 <laughs> So, Jesse, what are you doing with hmm. yourself? Because you don't. You have a free, do you? Yes. Cool. So I think the teachers that I get on the best with are the ones whose doors I think I know how to open. But I might go outside to have a look at the labyrinth and see if perhaps uh, Davina Hattenborough is around. You could always go and check her shed. I could go and check her shed. But you know, she might not be in her shed. She might be busy keeping the grounds. Well, are you going to go to the shed? Or are you I, will go go to, I will go to her shed. Flip the coin. Heads, she's sheds. Tails, she's out in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> she's in her shed. She's in her shed. Knock on the door. She comes out. All right, Jessie love. What can I do for you? Hi, Davina. I just had a free period. It's a nice day. I thought I'd uh, come spend outside. it in a shed with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just haven't seen you out and about in the grounds much recently. I wondered how you were. Hey, I'm fine. And I also have come across this. Uh... Do you want to come in for a cup of wizard tea? Mm, yes, please. Do you know what would go really well with that? I've, I've got some fudge. Have you now? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it sparkly? It is. Oh, I'm right partial to a bit of sparkle fudge, me. Oh, let, let's get that out then, shall we? <laughs> That's right. You whip your fudge out. <laughs> She makes you a cup of wizard tea with her magic kettle and she partakes of the fudge and suddenly her eyes, like in a Japanese anime, the shiny bits go all sparkly. You get to ask her three questions to which she will tell you the complete truth. Will she remember what I've asked her? Let's go from no. Oh. How would one get in through your vault door, Davina? Hey, my vault door? That's easy. You have to learn how to breathe underwater. Oh, interesting. Was that a question? Yes, it is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure on your intonation there, so we'll say you still got two left. <laughs> Bloody hell, this sparkle fudge is amazing. <laughs> what do you know about the Heggington Rose? The Heggington Rose? Mm. Well, only Miranda Heggington is the one clever enough to grow it. It's right beautiful. Lots of different colours and everything. She used to give them to me when she grew them. Aww. She was going to win that gardening competition, do you remember? Mm. Don't know if I mentioned that. Someone mentioned that. <laughs> Might not have been me. You haven't seen me since chapter two. Maybe it was chapter one. 
Do you know what happened to Miranda? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wrote this down. <laughs> well, I, I do. I'm just trying to remember. I want to get all the details right for you. Thank you. All I know is that she was supposed to meet me at flower show and we were both competing in that and she never showed up and I haven't seen her since. That's a shame. It mm. sounds like you two were really good friends. Aye, we were. Mm. We were more than friends in fact. We were art lesbians. Wow, you must be really hoping that we can find her then. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, all I can think about is this sparkle fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, her eyes return to normal. Oh, sorry about that, Jessie. Um, I, I don't know. It's a bit warm and, and fuzzy in here, isn't it? I'm going to go take a walk around the grounds, you know, because that, that's my job. So just make sure any any keeping needs doing. Can I help you with anything? Don't think so. I haven't really got anything I need to do. Like, I'm more of a reactionary, really. Just to, like, <laughs> fix things as I spot them, basically. I don't know if, like, some of the fish in the pond are dead or, I don't know, some weeding or that. Nothing in the no, that's true, there's no weeds, nothing to do. Just maybe make a sand castle or something. <laughs> Thank you very much for the tea. Nice to catch up with you. Hey, and you. Take care then, bye. Bye. Finally. <laughs> the time comes to start getting ready for the ball. Ooh. Now, if you remember, the theme is the masked ball. So, what's your outfit each going to be? Well, there's obviously got to be magical masks. Do you think we could go as somebody else and our mask, like, be somebody? And then trick them into answering questions. <laughs> you get very you devious though. Someone Grace. else in a mask, though, still. Mm. Otherwise, so you like, why are you not wearing a mask? Disguise your voice. You could just wear any mask and be like, I'm Roderick Pendergast. <laughs> I've got one of those mood masks, what were all the rage when we were younger, so it changes colour. Just randomly. Aww. That's nice. What colour is it when you first put it on? Ooh, because I'm not super looking forward to the ball. It was brown. Oh dear. Anxious <laughs> <laughs> <Just> brown. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I've got a mask that looks like you're looking face on at it from every angle <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> okay cool and just, what, what is the face oh like like a proper like mask ball mask okay but it just it, it just faces you the, the look whoever's looking at it it's facing them at all times just to be slightly off-putting okay and grace yeah i think just a really big mask <laughs> how big are we talking <laughs> Right, so it's just a huge... But is it your own face? <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's somebody from history, you know, some famous witch. Who is it? You really can't say no. these things because I'm going to ask you to tell us. Lady Puddle Duck. <laughs> Excellent. And what's she famous for? Lady Puddle Duck. For writing lots of children's books and making the pictures come to life. Oh, she sounds like a right And peach. she was also in the resistance during the war. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was her cover. Right, okay. Well, you know. She won the uh, military medal for bravery. Good. No, I don't know if that actually. <laughs> Victoria Cross. <laughs> Well, you know, the time comes for the party. You go out onto the flying grounds and the apparition pad has been set up. And in small groups, but Grace, because of your giant face, <laughs> you're, you're on your own. You 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 step on to the apparition pad and vanish with a whoosh. You appear at Whipshaft Manor. 
Dun, dun, dun. You appear on a well-kept lawn in front of an elegant country house. There's topiary, flower beds. A butler wizard takes your names as you enter the foyer. You can hear music. Grace is just like knocking shit off the mantelpiece with yeah. a giant head. <laughs> you can hear music coming from the room on the left. Ahead of you is a sweeping double staircase that leads upstairs. And on the right are two rooms. A quieter one at the back and one where people are shouting and cheering. Is it just me there? No, nope, you're, you're all there. But like people are giving you a wide head-sized berth. <laughs> I mean, this plan is working brilliantly already. Yeah. I'm going to go for the rowdy room. Yeah, I want to stick my head in and see what they're all cheering for. You won't be sticking your head. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can't go through the doors. Um, I got through the front doors because they were big double door entry. Are you all going to the rowdy room? Yes, I am sticking close by my friends because mm-hmm. I'm pleased to have some. The rowdy room. The games room, this is. <laughs> a crowd is gathered around a table where a game of Clarton is taking place. Two players face each other, wands out. A number of upturned cups are on the table and the players move them around before choosing one each at random. They turn them over and all manner of shit goes down. The first one to cast Clarton on their opponent is the winner. Best of three. As you watch, Will Murray, the other reserve from the uh, Serpent Ball team, crushes his opponent. Who's next? Go on then. Alright, Jesse. Why don't we make this interesting? I'll bet my ring against your broom. My ring upgrades a d4 to a d6. You don't need your broom. Not now Serpent Ball. We didn't need brooms for Serpent Ball anyway. Plus, I'm, I hear there's a flying squad, and I really <laughs> want to try out for the flying squad. And your broom's better than mine. What do you say? My ring? Can I? Your broom. See if I can... Fuck me! Your head's massive! <laughs> Who's that in there? There's about three of you. <laughs> can I see if I can prophesy whether Jesse's going to win? Ooh... Might save your broom. <laughs> That's true. I think if I have something I'd rather bet. Right, prophecy. Let's go for brains then, I guess. 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not sure about my broom, but how about my special edition Chelsea scarf? Chelsea? Yeah. What the hell's that? The, uh, the Chelsea Serpent Ball team scarf. Oh. The one from 98. That would really piss my sister off because she's one of these Barry Cooper groupies. What do you call them? Coopies? Was that what it was? (laughs) Barry Groupons? I don't know. She's one of them. She's been right pissed off since fucking Big Idea killed him. I'll wear you the Chelsea Serpent Ball scarf. All right, that's fair. (laughs) Right. So, Clarton. Basically, what you need to do is you roll a d10 to see what magical Clarton effect happens when you drink from the random cup. And then there will be a test associated with that to see whether you are faster than Will. Four. You pick a cup, you move the cups around, you each pick a cup at random, you down your cup, and suddenly, Jesse, you start rising up off the floor. Not again. You're just floating randomly about. So you need to test your flight, and you need a 10 to succeed. You are caught off guard, and Will pulls his wand out. Clarton! That's one, it's one down. It's one nil to Will. Roll the dice again. Okay. It's four again. It's a four again. Tell what, I'll give you a plus two, because you've already experienced this. Again, you pick another Clarton cup, start floating off the floor. Nine. Ooh. It's close. Tell you what, you clarten each other at exactly the same time. Rematch, rematch. Seven. 
you choose a cup, and as you go, your eye, you drink it, your eyes start to shimmer, and Will goes invisible. You've no idea where he is. Brains. No. Oh, no. Does she still need a 10? Uh, she needs an eight for this one. <laughs> there is literally no point rolling. <laughs> Two. You literally just stand there and wait for Will to clarten you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you suck, Rowanberg. Let's have this Chelsea scarf then. Alright. Wait, did I say best of three? Yeah, I did. Not first of three, otherwise I haven't have won yet, but I have won now. Alright, scarf's yours. <laughs> Thanks. I'll collect that when we get back home from this fucking shit waste of time party. Yep. Alright, have a good time. Later's Big Ed. Good game. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that was the games room. You've got the quieter room, you've got the music, or you've got upstairs. Are we allowed upstairs? Well, I mean, the stairs are there. Do you want to go upstairs, Gray? Well, I think if I left my, my mask in the corner by a pot plant, nobody would notice it wasn't me. <laughs> 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 I could just have to run out of place. <laughs> yeah. It was just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> People would just think you're sitting there. <laughs> Nobody talked to me last time. No reason to expect they would this time. I just I have one one person who actually wanted to be my friend be like standoffish. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the the other two around. Upstairs sounds interesting. Mm. But we are definitely gonna need to leave your mask downstairs. <laughs> I'll take the mask off. You look silly. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll grab a pen and I'll draw a moustache on you or something. <laughs> and then they'll just think you're wearing a mask. Okay, so you've left the mask downstairs and you've just got okay. a moustache on. <laughs> Light. Just, like, yeah, I'll draw, I'll draw some, yeah. some comedy glasses and a moustache. You emerge onto a landing. There's a big door to the left, a smaller door in front of you, and then a door with bright wooden letters on it that says Cynthia. Oh, <laughs> hey Grace. Look what we found. <laughs> it's definitely going to be booby trap. Oh, we should booby trap our own room. Her guard is down. I mean, I would have booby trapped it, but fine. <laughs> Are you going to go into Cynthia's room? Yeah. Cynthia's room is a sickening shrine of vapid squawking bintdom. <laughs> However, something catches your eye on the bed. Oh, it's a teddy. <laughs> she has her own teddy. She has a girl teddy and I have a boy teddy. And um, take a picture in there. Cynthia's teddy is at your mercy. Oh, we are not hurting the teddy. That's a step too far, guys. That's okay. Odin is looking a bit twitchy, like he kind of really needs to relieve himself. I'm just going to plonk him on the pillow. <laughs> Can you roll any dice? Odds it's a number one, evens it's a number two. He's just had a whittle. He's just pissed all over Cynthia's pillow. Well done, Odin. We could hide the teddy, but we can't harm it. Okay, you can hide it. Okay. I'm looking at you. I've got no. I'm like, where should we put it? And I'm just like, do you want to send a message? No, somewhere she will see it eventually. What if we take the boat off, just leave the bow on the bed and hide the teddy? Oh, leave a note, make her think we've harmed the teddy. Can we just, are there, are there, I'm assuming like, she's got one of these massive wardrobes that's an entire room in and of itself. Yeah. I'm thinking a shoebox in the back of that. Yeah, just hide the teddy. Is there, are there like, just like little throw cushions around? Oh, there's tons of like all that shit. Okay, right. We'll just grab one of those that she's not going to miss. Yep. Get some of the stuffing out of it. Yep. And we'll just leave that by the oh, bow. Nice. And the piss stained pillow. Or whatever. Yeah. Good, good, good. Okay, so taking yep. the wardrobe, yep. done. Yep. So, upstairs, you still have the big room, big door, sorry, to the left, the smaller door in the front of the stairs. Oh, the big door's probably her parents' room. Yeah, let's go for the middle one. You see, there's a door. 
but it's a weird, it's got a weird lock on it. It appears, it's about face height, and it's just an indentation of what appears to be a nose. <laughs> Damn it, we can get through that. Big nose print. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Somebody's gonna have to pie Cynthia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if we try and transform slightly the shape of the nose on one of our masks and see if we can outfit the space? What are you transforming it to? Cynthia's nose? Yeah, or to try and make it match the nose-shaped hole in the door. Make it malleable and just push it in. Could do, could do. Let's go for... Can I turn my mask into clay? Yes. So that's going to be magic, isn't it? Because yeah. you're transforming the thing. So we'll go for brains and we'll go for... <laughs> Have you... Well, let's, gonna, let's do it properly. Could it naturally happen? No. So one, two, three. Area of effect, it's a nose, tiny, so that's four. Uh, you need it to happen instantly, so it's still four. Ever done anything like this before? Maybe something similar. Okay, so it's going to be five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Five. There you go. You describe, describe, describe. So I wave my wand over the nose piece of my mask that I've taken off. So the mask becomes very, the nose piece becomes very pliable, and I just push it into into the slot. So well, it's super malleable. It just molds perfectly into the shape of the nose. There you go. I'm impressed. You open the door and you find yourself in Pugnacia Whipshaft's office. <gasps> It's a typical office with a neat desk and some shitty little ornaments. That's what I've written, shitty little ornaments. A big portrait hangs on the back wall. It depicts Mr. and Mrs. Whipshaft, Cynthia and her brother Brock, and weirdly, Miss Merriweather. She, I feel betrayed. Is she a relative? How old do they look? Like, is this a recent portrait? How old is Cynthia? Cynthia's your age, you're like 17. So she looks about like 15, 14, that sort of. Okay, very recent. She's still ugly as fuck though. <laughs> Sorry, so you said there's a desk? There's a desk. And just the portrait and ornaments. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the main thing in there is the portrait. <laughs> okay. And is Ms. Merriweather in like in the group? Is it like one of those where they're all standing together? It looks like together? one of those horrific, you know, mm. family portraits. Shit's Creek one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But Miss Merriweather's so nice. She is my favourite. So is she would reckon an aunt? That's true, maybe yeah, maybe she, she could, could be Charlie's records. That's true, she could mm. be Mrs. Whipshaft's sister. Because we'd have oh, yeah. a maiden name. Yeah, to find out. So you've got oh. the big room or back downstairs, big room. <laughs> While we're here. You open the giant double doors into what appears to be a gallery that runs the whole length of the house. It's a long room with lots of paintings, vases, tapestries and the like. What's one particular piece that catches each of your eyes? Someone rebuilt the vase I broke. <laughs> it's a very thick glass case. Yeah. No. <laughs> Complete lack of toilet anywhere upstairs. <laughs> so unusual. Is there anything interesting in here? That's what I mean. Like what's one piece in the gallery that catches your eye? I think the carpet is worn in one place where someone clearly spends a lot of time looking at a particular piece. Oh, that's nice. Well, whilst you're admiring the Whipshaft family collection, Cynthia Whipshaft herself comes through the door. She's taken her mask off. Hang oh. on, am I by a wall? Well, I'm going to put a door there. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Grace, I'm glad I found you. I wanted to apologise. Could we have a moment, please? Uh, yeah. you, you sure, sure. Mrs. Whipshaft? Mrs? <laughs> How do you think I am? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were your mother. Sure, we'll just wait outside. I can hate you, Xavier West. <laughs> 
if you hear things like, oh, please stop, come back in. <laughs> Shall do. Yeah, we're just going to hang right by the door. While you're alone, as soon as the door closes, she grins. Say goodbye to Hollyfurf, you little bitch. She flicks her wand and everything in the gallery smashes. Mom! Dad! <gasps> to be continued.